everybody, welcome to Demo Jockeys. I'm Jack Cochran. And I am Adam DiTomaso. And today we're continuing our conversation about uh, Just Effing Demo by Rob Falcone. Uh, if you have uh, been following along with us, this is the second episode this month. We'll be continuing this book for the rest of the month. Uh, you can um, find out more information about the books that we're recovering. Make sure you go over to demojockeys.com for more information there. Uh, the book we're doing next month, in case you wanted to get a jump on that, we're going to be covering next month in November, The Storytelling Animal by Jonathan Gottschall. Pick that up. There'll be links to purchase that in the description of the episode. And finally, before we hop in, uh, if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app and you want to see the video of it, we are also on YouTube with the video. So wherever you would like <laughs> to check out these Demo jockeys, just audio or video. Up to you. The choice is yours. We're so <laughs> handsome. We're just so, I, so handsome. I mean, maybe you want to stick with audio. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe you don't want to do the video app. You know what? Give it a try. Just so you know, you can always fall back to just listening to our voices. <laughs> We're great for when you're jogging. <laughs> it's that whole, you have a face made for radio. Like, Absolutely. It's, just, uh, you know, it's, one, it's one of those, right? Uh, but uh, no, you're you're a wonderful human being, Adam. I, I wouldn't say that about you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that so, ego boost today. <laughs> uh, so starting off, thinking about some demos before we, as we hop into our topic for the week, Adam, um, what do you do or what have, what's been your approach when you've had to demo and you've had way too many topics, like nine, 10, 11 <laughs> topics that you need to cover in this one demo? What's been your approach? Well... Uh, you know, we've talked about the demo agenda in the last episode, and that's certainly a, kind of the basis for what I do. But I am a big fan of, if you look at Word, and you look at Google Docs, and what What's I love to do... Does hmm? anyone use Word anymore? I mean, just oh. to complete... <laughs> Sorry, I just have... have... Oh, uh, yes, we do. <laughs> okay, do. somebody you still uses today. Word. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm familiar with Docs, but yeah. <laughs> docs, that's, that's... Yes. No, sorry, I'm love, still using WordPad I love on my, uh, my Windows 95. Insta sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Office yeah. look at a doc, look at Word. I'm totally sidelining. Side All right, but the, the feature that I love the most and that I cannot live without is dots and indents. And basically what I'm doing is, is when you got a million and one topics, obviously they're very specific. We're going to try to try topic to feature, but still tell a story, still make it good. And how I'm doing that or my approach is the idea of essentially creating buckets where we have a primary group and then a subgroup within that and each topic tied to a particular feature request. So you try to, if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, you try to take, let's say you got 10, 11 topics, figure out what's the larger grouping that each of those bullet points that you're making can fit into. Exactly. Like, think about this. I mean... There's, there's questions about, well, how would you, for example, import data or and getting into the, ma the macro of this type of data, that type of data, third, second, first party, all these different scenarios. But to me, that's the greater subject of data import. And this is the ways that we offer to, you can, you know, the ways we can do it and the ways we do it today, file types we support, the approaches we take. And that is all dependent on, for example, if they say, well, we keep all our data in S3, so that's a very specific question related to the hierarchy of data import because they also have 
some legacy data sitting in an old data structure or sitting in maybe even a new Snowflake instance, wherever that may be. But it's the structure of, okay, let's group those questions that are similar together or at least have the same theme of, for example, data import. And that gets back even to the can demo reference and the idea of what we do well once, twice, and the third time. Right, right. Yeah, that whole idea of sort of building an organization system around all these topics to make them more consumable or portable. This is this is actually right from from the book. Actually, what we're talking about today is is Rob's idea of buckets to organize how you actually go through and build your agenda around kind of high level topics. Um, just kind of looking specifically at the call out for talking about buckets. Um, it, basically, he's saying, if I'm reading right from here, all your products features will not fit into your, you know, all into one particular imaginary bucket that you've created. You need to find ways of splitting them up amongst different buckets and then organize those buckets at a high level in a way that makes sense with the demonstration that you're going to give. Right. So if you're starting with, let's say, you, let's go even larger. Let's say you've got 20 topics, right? Um, then you want to split those up into maybe, you know, four or five, six different buckets that frankly, it sounds like, like this is not clear where the book's going, but you could even put buckets within buckets. At the end of the day, you're trying to get down to something that's a lot more manageable and consumable for when you're having that agenda conversation like we talked about last week where you can say, here's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about these three things. Does it make sense? Are we all on the same page? Even though you know that the first bullet point, the first bucket has got two buckets in it and each of those mm -hmm. buckets has got three things in it. Yeah, and the thing is, is the advantage of writing this out and having that agenda on paper, like I said, I prefer to do it on like a doc and then save that doc and sometimes I even print it out, believe it or not. And it's actually part of my notebook because I can mentally check off every single thing that we've covered and physically as well. And it just gives me a reference point or if there's a question that the, the danger of this type of demo, or I will say this, and this is, this is an idea to think about, you're opening the door for potential rat holes. And what you don't want to do is when you have a demo that's that complex, just because of the nature of what they're asking for, which could be, 20 valid points that they need to cover in two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And you've got a salesperson that's going to take up the first 20 minutes with an introduction and explanation and, and an, a great... I mean, you, that, you need to try and control that ahead of time. Right. Like, we got a lot to get through here. We can skip the preamble, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. You're right. Like, it's, it's a lot to cover. And that's actually part of, as I was thinking about this as we we're preparing for this episode, you know, how is it that if I'm on the receiving end of 20 different bullet points, how the heck do I remember any of them? Like, how are you ensuring that anyone's going to walk away remembering 20 different topics? Like, literally, end of the meeting, like, if you say, I list off all the topics I covered, they're going to hit five, maybe. That's just the topics, not even the stuff you covered in the topics. So, like, you run up to a problem where... People just, they're not going to remember the stuff you've talked about if you're trying to cover that many things. And I feel like buckets is a way that you can help them to remember the th main three points as opposed to the 20 sub-bullet points. To quote the book, and this is actually something I truly, truly believe in in practice, summarize why you put the contents in the bucket for them. Because to, mm -hmm. to get to your point, basically, or to what you were saying in, in the idea of all those points to remember, if you can give them three things to remember as opposed to 20, 
all they know is a, I know these three. They yeah, they they all that ties together, and yep, they do it all. Great, right? Mental check, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, that it, there is. I mean, the whole the rule of three. I'm sure you've heard about this the idea that we remember three things a lot better when they're broken into threes. I mean, think of the you know children's stories you grew up. It's the three little pigs. You know, the house was there was a house of straw, sticks, and bricks. Right? Like you remember things in threes for whatever reason the way our brains work more than even groups of two and then once you get to four all of a sudden it's really unmanageable yeah, like complex think about think about the way that okay you were you and i are old enough to remember when you had to memorize phone numbers when you memorized phone numbers a 10 digit u.s phone number if it was just a string of numbers you're never going to remember that so what did right. we do we broke it down into into three groups of three three and full four but we broke it into threes Area code, number, and extension. And so it's like, or whatever, there's technical terms for those, but you know what I mean. Octet. Yeah. The, when you break things into three, our brains are designed to remember the, the, the triplets a lot better than anything else. And so taking your buckets and saying, hey, we've got three big buckets, and we got, hey, ideally you would have like, if you're going to do big buckets like that, like, have nine points you've got three small bullets within each bucket and there's three buckets perfect let's let's <laughs> let's fairy tale story this triplet up all the way across the board where we're gonna hopefully hit some part of your brain that's gonna help you remember these three things you know that's you, you kind of make an important note there about the three and i just want to kind of add another comment onto that if you think about anything you've ever watched like a good movie tv show there's kind of an arc. It starts out, and it's always broken down to basically three acts. The intro act, the, you know, the center act, and then, of course, the closing act. And there's always kind of a high point. And you need to think about your demo in the same way. And even when you get 20, 30, 10, 15 requirements, always trying to get three buckets, trying to understand, okay, if, you have a, if you're particularly working on a platform where you're taking things in, data, taking a lot of data in, that's one step. Second step is, what are you doing with that data? Or what's actually happening? Well, this is happening. This is what we're doing. And then there's always an output. So really, any type of platform you sell, if you think about it as business process management, you think about tag management, you think about marketing campaigns, analytics, whatever, you're always, A, a starting point, B, an action, and then C, a conclusion. Mm -hmm. That's the rule of three and how we can apply a demo. And then just taking that idea and applying it to the, to what's being described in the idea of bucket one being a macro bucket, then bucket two getting into the individuals of that bucket and just reassuring of the details and feature function. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing you have to be really careful of when you are demonstrating or talking about something you know very well, right? If you've been at your company for any length of time, you know it a lot more than the person you're talking to, period. And you forget what it was like when you were first introduced to sometimes even the concept of the product you're trying to sell. And so what you think of is a pretty easy list of things to talk about and walk through. These are all brand new concepts and we can only absorb so many brand new concepts, especially without one having some way of really knocking down at a high level, really short, almost bullet list, but two tying it to something that I actually need to care about. And this is something also that Rob had said, and his book as well, is you need to take great care and being very deliberate about letting them know why, basically why what you're showing matters to them so that they should care about it. So you're talking about the bucket, 
You're mm-hmm. breaking it down into threes. You're doing, like you said, sort of a nice story arc to keep them engaged with it. But also, you got to say, this is why this one matters to you and why I'm even showing it to you. Right. And, uh, you know, that brings up the idea, of, again, of validation. Does this make sense? Always that opportunity to qualify, qualify, qualify. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to push the needle forward. Yeah. You absolutely always have to be doing that. Now, there, now there is one thing um, that Rob talks about with buckets that I'm not quite sure myself how I how I feel about this. He talks about the way you want to actually organize your buckets, that you want to figure out what's your high-level macro bucket and, and talk about that first, then get into the smaller micro buckets after that, that you're showing things based upon uh, sort of that, you know, uh, the largest the thing that has the most in it first. You're getting through that first. And while I get that point of view, what about in an instance where the thing that is the most compelling part of your demo is actually a really small piece of what your platform can do, but it's the reason why people buy you in the first place? I feel like you would be, if you organize your buckets that way, I feel like you'd be burying the lead. I mean, Peter Cohen talks about in Great Demo, do the last thing first. You want to show the thing that is your wow factor right away, as opposed to the thing that's the most complex or biggest part of your platform. Yeah, I I disagree. And I'll tell you why. Because I personally, there's two ways to approach that, I think. There's one, the answer to that question is, well, it depends on where the wow is. If you're talking about a platform that the wow is, for example, it does excellent identity resolution. Well, that's something we may want to talk about after we talk about how we import the data, then the next step is. And yeah, that kind of puts the story arc in the middle, but if that's where the wow factor belongs because of how your product is and how your story is, then that's where it belongs. And if you, the other option there, in my opinion, is if you want to lead, there's always the keeping the end in mind or starting with the end, the, the result. And that, mm-hmm. again, could put the wow factor, bury it in the sense that, well, you know, so we're starting with the end, so this is the experience your customer is going to have. Look how great it is. Now let's talk about how we got there. And then you're pushing the wow factor almost towards the end of the presentation, which could be even be more effective. So I think... I mean, the only thing, the only, the only problem with having your wow factor at the end on purpose is you run out of time because that always happens. Mm-hmm. important people will tend to leave. And frankly, if you're on an hour conversation, if you've not been wowed by 20 minutes in, you're probably going to lose focus. You might tune out. Like People's attention is the most ready and available at the start of a meeting. And people will tend to fade out a little bit and get distracted or have to leave early. And then you've lost your chance to wow. Like That's a huge risk, I think, that I don't think is worth taking. I think you want to try and front load this. Now, I know it's this is a obviously <laughs> not a given thing, but that's at least been my experience with it. No, and I see and I see what you're saying, but I mean I think it's situational. I really do. Cuz sometimes you don't have the opportunity to deliver the wow without delivering the explanation first. And if it's if it's that type of scenario where you know what this is the most important thing, I'm just going to kind of lead with that make that your ending point, if you will. In this sense, that's the starting point of your customer or how the customer would see it. Or make sure that it's a point that, you know, this is what we're doing. 
Now, why are we doing this? What is the business value? And what that is, is it's kind of breaking your story, in my opinion, which it really is. If the wow factor is so important that we want to lead with that, we want to lead with this thing that typically happens in the middle, like we're excellent at data management. And the fact that we can do all these great things is the wow factor. And just to, I mean, you could even call it a specific product if you want. We won't do that here. But there are products I've seen the value of that product was the fact that you could do that action within it. So starting there is starting in the middle of the story, but you're saying, okay, here's the immediate business value of what we are. This is mm -hmm. what it offers you. This is the value it is. Now look at it in the flow of a story, and this is how it affects your business and your daily life. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a completely broken story, so to speak, right? Yeah. Um, if you think from a newspaper perspective, the reason why someone will click on an article is because, well, okay, let's, news articles have changed. Now they're all clickbait. But like in the headline or in the first sentence, you want to get to the really important relevant information, not bury that in D5. Again, people who've never read a newspaper don't know what I'm talking about with that reference. Right. Uh, but you want to make sure that before someone loses interest and walks away, they've seen the most important thing. And, and what I've seen actually work really well is it's almost like a, a reverse baking show where it's here's our finished product here's what we're going to build today stick around to see how we made it and then you put that off to the side as a baking show is where you pull the creative one right out of the oven right but this is right. where you're saying hey we're this is what we're working towards this is the reason why you're here this is why you should pay attention i know it doesn't make much sense maybe how we got here but we're going to get here and this is where we're going so you're almost helping someone along with understanding why they should pay attention, which again is a little different from again how you do it in like a training, where you're trying to teach someone the steps to get there. You, I, I really would hesitate with wanting to leave something to someone's attention as someone with a short attention span. I would really hesitate to want to leave a something to the chance of a short attention span person, so to speak. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean that. And there's a there's other sentiments that we should mention here, I think, too. Part of that is knowing your audience. Mm -hmm. Part of that is understanding the you meaning that, okay, we know we have these people or this one VP, and we're going to be able to determine, hopefully through our either our champion, if they're, if they're I hate to use the word flighty, but may believe, or if they immediately. <laughs> they, they, sometimes they are, okay, yeah. Yeah, sometimes they are, <laughs> sometimes we all are. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's knowing the audience, understanding the agenda, and I'll bring up this point. You could have a plan where you're, you're, you're big moments in the middle. You've got this rock, rock star plan. You know it's going to be good, great agenda. You got somebody who comes and sits down and says, show me what matters. I got to leave in 20 minutes. Yeah, that happens. So being able to say okay well the most important thing is this and then being able to backflow into the agenda like jack described is a real good talent and a great skill to yeah. have and that and that actually lends credence to the idea of having your demo built into buckets that are movable right because if let's say if you have a 45 minute demo plan and someone walks in and says i've only got 20 minutes that might think you know what let's actually go bucket one three and we'll move bucket two to a separate day or, or to the end when they leave and the other people don't care about it. It like gives you more flexibility versus going, oh, crap. 
I don't know how to do this demo outside of the order I practiced it in. If right. you've been practicing it in buckets, you've been thinking about it in buckets, you're going to be able to deliver the buckets in really any order, which is going to be a huge benefit. Um, the one last piece that, that Rob had mentioned that I think is worth talking about briefly uh, before we run out of time with, with regards to buckets is um, that when you do run out of time, let's say you plan to get through one, two, or three, one and two take a lot longer. The nice thing about a bucket is this is now my parking lot list. I can take my bucket and move it to another meeting to be rescheduled later. Yep. And that's a great thing about it's it's kind of funny the old adage of leave them wanting more in the sense yeah, that absolutely you want that. Oh, wait, we didn't finish. We got to schedule another meeting. That's right. We're staying in communication with you. And that just helps you again, build your champion, do a lot of great things in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So love the buckets. Uh, if you're not if you're not using buckets, do recommend uh, start to use them and see how it goes. Let us know in the comments if you've used buckets uh, and how you've seen them work. But before we go, we do want to make sure we head over to the demo zone for this week. Adam, what what do you got for us in the demo zone? Oh, the demo zone. So what we're going to talk about today is what we like to call your pre-flight checklist. What you need to know, what you need to have done before you actually go walk into that demo. I love Particu this, particularly if it's on site. But there are a lot of things that you want to consider. And one of the things, for example, is knowing, is there a projector in the room? I know it's very common nowadays, but it can't hurt to ask. Wi-Fi, do we need to have certain access? These are all just general questions that allow you to keep an open communication with your prospect, but also allow you to, again, potentially maybe even lead to ask about the agenda or any additional discovery. But more to the point, you understand what their dress code is. You understand what their... Uh, for example, Wi-Fi requirements, if you should be 15 minutes early because you know that there's a long security check-in. All of these things to consider. Uh, and just as a funny case in point, I've been in situations where I've walked into, for example, a large telephone company and I happen to have a different one and my phone shut off. Not shut off, but my Wi-Fi or phone just stopped working for some reason. <laughs> it wasn't part of that carrier. Uh, mm -hmm. there, it, there can be funny situations that you may not expect to happen. Happen is my point. And, and that having becomes more and more important as companies are going increasingly back to work. More on-sites are going to be happening. And we've been used to yep. more Zoom. But we're going to be, more than likely, companies are going to be wanting you to come on-site more. So these are very important things to remember, especially as you start getting back to going back into the office. Right. And that, and it's a, fine, it's a fun thing to do. It's an exciting thing to do. But just make sure you create your own checklist based on what you think you need to know, like an internet connection, like... Uh, the agenda, all of the details around it, how you get access to the building, just to make your transition into it a little bit smoother. Excellent. Thanks for that, Adam. Um, that's going to be it for us today, talking through buckets. We will be back next week, continuing to talk more about Just Effing Demo. Be sure to pick it up. And as a reminder, um, do check out demojockeys.com for more information on the upcoming uh, upcoming books we're reading through and stuff in the past, as well as mark your calendars the 4th, um, week of this on October 26th. Rob is actually going to be joining us as well for more conversation about his book. So uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Take care. <laughs>